0: I don't know about you, but it seems everywhere I turn, people are angry. We're angry at the way others drive, angry at the way others talk, angry about, well, everything. Join us today as Pastor Rander gives us some sound biblical teaching about how we as Christians should act and react to the outside pressures the world places on us in this message, How to Remain Calm in a World Gone Mad. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Why do people become angry? Because of rebellion against God. In other words, people resent authority. That's why they don't want to believe in a God. Uh, they want their own freedom. They don't want God imposing uh, his instructions upon them. I don't want God telling me what to do. Uh, you, you take your God. I, I, I'm free. I have my rights, my will, my way. Yeah, and you can freedom your way straight to hell. That's what can happen if you reject God and his word. And so a lot of people are angry at God. But they don't want God in any asset any any aspect of their lives. Uh number nine, you find you're angry when you find yourself in circumstances beyond your control because of someone else's behavior, decisions, a lifestyle. Have you ever been put in a unique situation that's really bad and it's getting the best of you? You didn't bring it on yourself but someone closely associated with you, made a decision that not only affects them, but affects you as well. And even you now perhaps are in recovery because of a decision of a child, a decision of a husband, a decision of a parent or whatever. And you find yourself in a unique circumstance uh, beyond your control because of somebody else's bad behavior, bad decision, a bad lifestyle. Uh, Number 10, here's one. Parents become angry. Because of bad decisions made by children causing unexpected responsibility to fall into the lap of their children and even grandparents. Some of the decisions made fall in the laps of, of the parents and some of the decisions made by children even fall in the lap of grandparents. You know, your, your children uh, make those kinds of decisions, but yet you feel the brunt of it financially Uh Or perhaps you have to take someone in and things happen all kinds of ways. Parents, be mindful. I want you to listen at me. I want you to look at this bald headed preacher. Parents, be mindful that you can't live your children's life for them. And you can't stop living your life because of them. Did you hear what I said? You can't live your child's life for them. Stop trying to live your unfinished dream through your children. You know, you want them to go this way because you you didn't finish what you should have done. No, let them be free to make choices as led by the spirit. You pray for them and let them be released and, and let God uh, guide them through the process and not try to live your life through that child. Then you, you can't stop living your life because of the decisions your children make. Your children can make you so happy and you're so proud of them. And then your children can grieve your heart and make your heart pain, and make you hurt. But let me tell you something, parents. uh, Whether your children end up in the White House or the jailhouse, they steal your child. You are to love them unconditionally, and there there, there should never be a time that you stop loving your child because they came out of you, and you are to love them with an unconditional love. As as a matter of fact, that's the way that, that the Lord loves us. The Lord loves us unconditionally. How many of you have made some decision that made God glad and made God rejoice over you? Yes. How many of you have made some decisions that, that broke the heart of God and he was grieved and he was angry at you? Yes. Did God still love you when you disappointed him? He loved you in spite of and so much you have that same Christ like love When your children disappoint you and be mindful, there are times when you disappointed your parents as well. So don't be so short-minded, your memory shortage, because you haven't been a total angel when you were a child. You're not that old that you forgot. Okay. (laughs) Why don't y'all say amen? Amen. Come down hard on your children. How did you? How did you go back when you were 16? 18, 21. Some of y'all don't even want to remember. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>, <laughs> why do people become angry? Because God takes their loved ones. God, why did you take my baby? God, why did my baby die? Uh, why, did, why did my baby die? God, why did I miscarry for the third, fourth time? God, why did her child come home from Iraq and my child came home in a box? Man, why did you take my mama? How did you take my daddy? Why did you take my sister? You're mad at God. You won't let go. Job said it well. Should I accept good from God and not adversity? He said that. That's a powerful passage. Shall I accept the good from God, but not the adversity? Let me tell you something. God's in control. We don't have the answers, but we can have the comfort and assurance in knowing that our God is in control and he's able. He knows just where you are. He won't put anything any more on you than you could bear. And he will help you through your pain if you're willing to allow him to help. And he will heal you of your hurt and your pain and your grief. Signs of hidden anger. Signs of hidden anger. Uh, number one. He said, well, I'm not, I don't have anger. No, uh, no, not an answer, not an answer anger in me, Pastor. Uh, this nurse has got to be for somebody else. I don't need it. Well, let's check you out and see. Number one, chronic sarcasm and put down statements and cutting remarks, putting down your husband, cutting them, cutting the wife up, cutting your children up, you know, putting them down, calling them names. Stupid. You won't add up to nothing. No good. That's horrible. Children will take that into their adult life. Number two, resentfulness. Anger can make one resentful. Number three, pessimism. You have a gloomy look on life. Everything is gloom. You, you don't see the good in anything. I mean, the positive, in anything. Everything is bad because of anger down in there. For, impatient. You're not patient with people. You're Not an ounce of impatience in you because of your anger. Uh, frequently stressed out. You can be down there watching Shamu at SeaWorld and you, you stressed out. She most, Shamu's jumping all over the place through hoops. You still stressed out. You go down there and have a nice dinner on the river. You stressed out. You go down to Disney. You still stressed out. You know why you, you all messed up wherever you go? It's because of anger. You can't run from you. You can't run from you wherever you go. You can go on an Alaskan cruise. You raise hell on a ship. <laughs> because you angry angry. There's a tendency to gossip about people, the tendency to increase in gossip because of anger. Number eight, legalistic attitudes, binding folk. And all these kinds of things because of anger and things have to be done a certain way. And if not, you're mad. Um, number nine, demanding and domineering attitudes. You've been kicked in the rear and you say, I'm not going to let this person stomp on me again. I'm not going to let this person kick me in the rear again. I'm going to protect myself. So you you become very domineering, very controlling because you don't want to get hurt again. You don't want this to happen to you again. So you you're control freak. Number 10, self-centeredness. You become very selfish because of anger. Number 11, unwillingness to cooperate. You don't cooperate. You can't play a game. Uh, uh, Just a a game at home. Can't cooperate. You can't do anything to help out. Decision making. You don't want to cooperate. This is not right. That's not right. But, 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 but nothing. Uh, number 12, depression. If you stay angry too long, it will could inspire you right in the midst of depression. Number 13, the inability to submit. You won't submit to your husband. You won't submit to your wife. You won't submit to your children. Children won't submit to parents. You won't submit to the law. You'll break the law right in the police face because you're angry. Right in his face because you're angry. And then say, I wasn't speaking. Number 14, jealousy. Jealousy is a horrible thing. And that's why you need to be content with the way God has made you. Listen, you need to be satisfied. It doesn't matter where you are, what you can do, what you have. Somebody is going to have something a little bit better. I don't care how much money you have. If you keep talking, you're going to find out somebody got way more than you. That's right. I don't care what kind of car you drive. After a while, somebody in your life is going to drive something twice as nice as yours. (laughs) I don't care how pretty your wife is. There's going to come a guy. With a prettier wife and make yours look like she missing something. That's right. My wife is pretty wherever I am. She's mine. She's beautiful. And fearfully and wonderfully made. And the older she gets, the prettier she looks. That's right. Because beauty is not only the outer, it's it's inner. Matter of fact, the inner beauty is greater than the outer beauty. And people with all that stuff trying to put your lips up and life assumptions and Taking fat out and adding this and sticking Botox and all that. All that stuff going to drop. Why don't you just be satisfied and know that God made you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop being jealous. Somebody, somebody smarter than you. That's right. Somebody, somebody can do football better, can play a a better game of basketball. Somebody, you think you can play dominoes or chess and somebody come out and wipe your head off because they can play the game better and you don't get a break. Sometimes God allows that to happen to humble you. Four ways people handle anger. Four ways people handle anger. Number one, suppress it. You can suppress it, just stuff it down, stuff it down, but don't express it openly. You suppress the anger. Suppress anger can cause depression and bring on certain physical disorders and sickness. Uh, number two, you can express it negatively. Anger can be expressed negatively. This can be seen in violent reactions, outbursts or verbal abuse, physical abuse. Anger will reduce your vocabulary down to four letter words. All of a sudden it cuts your vocabulary short. You know what those words are. Number three, uh, express it positively. Express anger positively. Uh, this includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through and taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger, the root of the anger. And number four, confess the anger. Hey, I have an anger problem. Acknowledge to God the anger within and allow him to heal you. Also allow God to use others who will help in the process to give counsel and to assist with healing and reconciliation. I love what Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 5 says. Better is to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool. Be praised by a fool. Then I want to close with this segment. What are the consequences of prolonged anger? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? When you're angry too long, what happens? You know, the Bible says, you know, be angry and sin not. What are the consequences of prolonged anger? Uh, number one, loss of joy. Loss of joy. Proverbs 22, 27, four, 8. 27, 4, 8. Anger is cruel. It'll steal your joy, my friends, and wrath is like a flood. You come to church, you can't smile, your face messed up. and You say you love Jesus, but we don't see it in your face. Uh, you, you can't sing. You're miserable. You make everybody else miserable around you. You make your family miserable. Nobody want to speak to you. You come one way, they they avoid you because they just don't want to be put down like that. Loss of joy. Number two, consequences of anger, prolonged anger, open to be exploited by Satan. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26 B through 27. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I reiterate, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, your anger should last no more than 24 hours. Huh? That's all. Now I know a whole bunch of you have gone way beyond 24 hours. You walk four weeks around the house, not speaking at your husband, or the husband not speaking to the wife, because you're you're mad and you're angry. Why? You don't you don't want to be angry longer than a day because you give Satan a tremendous foothold to come into your life and to wipe you out. When you're angry, you whip your children in the wrong way. Uh. A healthy chastening becomes child abuse out of anger. Uh, Number three, one becomes emotion-driven and not led by the Holy Spirit, which hinders one from receiving wisdom from God. I repeat, one becomes emotion-driven and not led by the Holy Spirit, which hinders one from receiving wisdom from God. You'll not get wisdom from God through your emotions. You'll get wisdom from God by being spirit led and being in the word of God and allowing God to speak to you as you sit in his presence. And some people think just because you have an emotional service, everybody's jumping and screaming and rolling over the floor and speaking in tongues and foaming at the mouth. We had good church. No, you didn't. You just had emotional confusion just because you can jump, howl, and scream. Satan knows how to shout. Satan can out-shout you. Matter of fact, God is not concerned how loud you can shout and how high you can jump. What he's concerned about is how you walk when you land. Amen. How you walk with you when you land. Don't be led by your emotion. You know, like, Why do you want to marry her? Because I just feel something fuzzy. <laughs> what? Fuzzy feeling? You gotta be kidding me. I just felt it. It was a little tingle in my heart and you end up just as miserable as you can be because you govern yourself by your feelings. Don't you govern yourself by your feelings? You govern yourself by the authority of the word of God and the leading of the Holy Ghost. Say "Holy Holy Ghost. I like that song that says, let the Holy Ghost lead me. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. Let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way. Why? Because he's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader all the way from earth to heaven. He's a mighty good leader. You know why he's Holy Ghost so good? He led my mama. (laughs) He led my mama. He led my mama all the way from earth to heaven. He led my mama all the way. Oh, it's not enough Holy Ghost talk around here. Talking too much about the Spurs and more, more about sports and stuff happening and basketball and all this. But who's talking about the Holy Ghost? Lead me. You know, the Holy Ghost just told me I I, I, I sense the Holy Ghost telling me to do this, the Holy Ghost said to me, you know, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. He talks to you. He'll talk to you. He's in you to lead you and to guide you, to look more like Jesus and to conform you to the image of the son of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, the son, the Lord Jesus Christ, let the Holy Ghost lead you and not be led by your emotions, God. Galatians 5.16 says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Your anger won't get the best of you and you won't be acting a fool in the flesh when the Holy Spirit has control of your life and you're living in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Number four, what are the consequences? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? Is this It's a loss of potential blessings. The blessings that could be yours that you will miss because you're angry. You don't do well in the interview because you're anger. You miss a job opportunity because of anger. You shortcut blessings that could have been yours because people say, you know what, there's something wrong down in there. And I don't I can't put my hand on it. But something is not right with that daddy, with that mama, with that child and so forth. Let's look at a loss of blessings from the scripture. Everyone with a Bible turn to Deuteronomy chapter three, verses twenty three through twenty seven. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 23 through 27. When you finally say amen, well, that's kind of weak, so y'all still turning. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 23 and 27. When you finally say amen, well, that's a little bit better. This is Moses speaking. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O oh Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand, For what God is there in heaven or on earth, who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? Verse 25, I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. Verse 26, but the Lord was angry with me on your account. Underline on your account. And would not listen to me. This is Moses speaking. So the Lord said to me, enough of that, Moses. Speak no more to me of this matter about your going into the promised land. Verse 27. Instead, go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, the east. Behold it with your eyes. For you shall not cross over this Jordan. Underline that. For you shall not cross over this Jordan. Wow. In other words, Moses made it into the heavenly promised land, but he did not make it into the what? The earthly promised land. Why? Because he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock and stole God's glory. But it was the people of God that had frustrated Moses And Moses missed his physical blessing because of the rebellious of the people being frustrated. I can understand Moses. And listen, Moses missed the blessing that he could have had, but he acted irresponsibly by not doing what God had told him to do and speaking to the rock. What would have given God more glory, speaking to the rock or striking the rock, obeying God and speaking to the rock? So the scripture says there on your account, it says on your account, I look at that, uh, but the Lord, verse 26, but the Lord was angry with me on your account. Moses was leading about 2.5 million people and they had seen manna fall from heaven, bread. They were protected by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. God did not even allow their shoes and their clothes to way out. Neither did he allow their feet, their ankles and all that to swell. He took care of him. After all of that, they were still cantankerous and problematic. And they, they were just weighing Moses out and Moses lost it. And he struck the rock out of frustration and he, he rebelled against God, even though frustrated. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to miss my blessing on your account. That's right. That's right. Because you know what? So, uh, so people can be quite rebellious and honory and all these things. And all I got to do is act a fool one time. You not know, know that just one, say one. Now, see, you can, you can act a big fool five times and say, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> and then you straighten up and everybody's forget what you've done. But, oh, let the pastor do it now. you going to forget. You see that baby, I blessed this morning. Dedicate to the Lord. You can forget. I blessed that baby. You're going to forget about all those, bapti- I baptized your children. You're going to forget all those people I married. You're going to forget that I buried your children and buried relatives of yours. you going forget all that. Oh, but I remember Pastor Draper back in 1992. He walked down that aisle and he was mad. And I tell you, and you, you can tell the story and don't miss one jot. One jot. You see, I can ill afford to let people make a fool out of me. That's why I have to walk in the spirit, be prayed up, because you got I've seen the best of people and the worst of people. But I have to maintain my composure in order to lead God's people in the way they should go. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Don't mean I got it all together. Don't mean I have to confess my sin. I have to confess my sin just like yours. But I'm not going to let you mess me up. On your account, (laughs) you hear what I'm saying? On your account, I miss blessings that could have been mine. And that's why you say, why you preach so hard? Why you preach like this? Because I want you to be responsible for your own sins. And your blood's not going to be on my hands. When you stand before God, you're going to say, didn't that bald-headed black preacher, Pastor Draper, my child, didn't he tell you this? What did you do with it? I want him to say, well done. You preached faithfully. You had integrity with the word of God. And you've cut it straight and you didn't add nothing to it and didn't take nothing from it. You loved me and my word and you were found faithful. Well done thy good and faithful servant. Number five, uh, what are the consequences to prolong anger? An inability to worship God. Psalms 24, three through four A says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You can't worship God. You, you short circuit the, your worship experience with God when you are angry. Uh, number six, uh, when you are angry for a long period of time, you can end up losing your family, a loss of family. Uh, Proverbs 19:11 says, good sense makes one slow to anger. And some of you quick-tempered men, you've lost your family, about to lose your family, quick-tempered wives and children who are quick-tempered, uh, everybody's going off on everybody and, and the family just disintegrate. Uh, number seven, prolonged anger will bring sickness and death. An angry spirit makes you sick, makes your stomach upset, give you migraine headaches, cause you not to be able to sleep at night. Give you ursles. Are uh, you tossed all because of anger? It'll mess your health up. And any anger unresolved will even kill you, kill you. James 5, 16, a says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And finally, but not the least. Prolonged anger on address will steal your freedom in Christ, will steal your freedom in Christ. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be. T- Entangle again with the yoke of bondage. You see, Jesus died in the fullness of time and rose that you would have freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. Those of you out of my voice, you've been saved out of a heinous lifestyle. Some of you have been saved out of pornography, delivered from alcohol, delivered from drugs, delivered from lying, delivered from cheating. Many of you have been delivered from stealing and delivered from all of these things and God saved you by the power of his blood. And then you come back and allow yourselves to be re enslaved to that nemesis called anger, anger. And when anger has a hold, a stronghold on you, you are in bondage all over again. You see? And, And so you really do do disservice to the redemptive work of Christ. When God liberates you and then you allow yourself to be re-enslaved. If you can be angry for two years, three years, four years. You don't want to be made whole. In other words, you take solace in your anger. And God has come to make you whole. But you have to want to be made whole. You have to want God to heal you. So the real question is, do you want to be made holy? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas 78109. Directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.